Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys. Welcome in to another episode of the Walk On Water Boys podcast. I am Clint, joined as always by Austin. Tigers, Gamecocks finally get a win on the season. We know we're going to celebrate, break those games down heavily. Tough opponents this past, <laughs> past weekend. We'll go into full detail on that one. Uh, but Austin, I feel like we've kind of forgotten about uh, a team that we both root for and what they're doing right now. So let's start out this episode by updating our listeners. I'm sure they're already updated, but we do want to mention them here. The Atlanta Braves currently sitting at 95 and 50 best record in the majors, uh, 16 game lead in the national league East against uh, over the Phillies who they're actually playing tonight. Last time I saw the score, the Braves were up 4-1 to in the top of the seventh. Uh, So with a win tonight, they clinched the National League East. Uh, They clinched the playoff spot uh, a while ago, but clinched that National League East here, and we're in mid-September. Matt Olson tied the franchise record of 51 home runs in a season. Pop quiz, who... Who else, what former Brave had 51 home runs in a season? Dale Murphy. Mm, incorrect. It would be <laughs> Andrew Jones. Ah, Andrew. Yeah, so Matt Olson, Matt Olson should easily, I mean, unless something catastrophic happens. Yeah. Uh, with the amount of games they have left, he should easily uh, pass that number, break it here anytime. Uh, I didn't even look at that. He may have broken it tonight, but I don't believe he did. Uh, so Braves, Austin. I mean, what do you think? I mean, there's still a ways away, a ways to go in the season. 95 wins already. Where do you think they end up with the overall win total? So definitely over 100, right? We got hope, how many yeah, series? So. Yeah, how many series we have left? <laughs> yeah, quite a bit. I mean, it's mid September. Yeah, it's mid September. So there's a good amount of series left. So, you know, we talked about them earlier in the season what where we thought they'd end up we we both said they would uh take clinch the division Mm -hmm. which they will in a matter of i think outs (laughs) yeah it it, is clear they're going to win the division again you know i i see them we we both i think we both said they went over 100 games at the start of the season yeah i believe i believe so yeah i believe so so, so they at least have a good shot at it. So yeah. So I mean, you know, we they're definitely going to clear that. I see them around 105. That's about maybe. where I would say maybe maybe 103 to 106, seven somewhere in that range. Yeah, somewhere. 
They play uh, the Phillies again. They got the Nationals twice, the Cubs. Or not the Cubs, the Marlins. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, those, those aren't terribly. When do they start resting some of their players yeah. when they come into play? You know, Because so. you got to look at the bullpen going into the postseason. That's where the questions lie. Offense is obviously there. It's yeah, been there offense is definitely there, yeah. So, what do you do as far as pitching rotation? Who are you resting? What are you doing as, as manager here? Uh, those are the only questions that will keep th- – those are the areas that could keep the win total down. Yeah. And, you know, once you get the division clinched, eh, you yeah, know, now, you, now, you're, now you're playing for home field advantage throughout the, the postseason. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right, right now right. they're three and a half – I think three and a half games up on uh, – The Orioles? Is the, it the Orioles for, the for Orioles. best in, the, in, in yeah. Major League Baseball. And then I think seven and a half on the Dodgers – Seven or seven and a half on the Dodgers for for uh, best record in the NL. So yeah. I think right now they play for that home field advantage throughout the season. You're going to catch probably the Cubs, maybe the Phillies in that winner of the wild card mm-hmm. game. Uh, so let's hope. I hope it's the the Phillies personally. I'd like to see Atlanta put yeah. them out uh, yeah. in the postseason, but. I mean, man, just overall, what a heck of a season. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, as a Braves fan, let's get the division clinched. Let's let's get Matt Olson the record. And then let's start let's start resting some players. Let's get let's get ready for the postseason. Because with this offense, I mean, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Now, obviously, pitching is going to be heavily involved. Bullpen's going to come into play. But I mean, what else, what kind of numbers can Ronald Acuna, Acuna Keep putting up. He's had an unbelievable season. So exciting, exciting October, I think, ahead for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, something that's not exciting right now is East Lansing and Sparty. Uh, they well, have... I would say most people have, have never really considered East Lansing to be exciting for the most part. <laughs> uh, but Michigan, Michigan sad, State. Sad, sad news. Sad not, a, not a fun yeah. time right now. <laughs> not a fun time. We won't go into too much detail on this. Uh, but it is big news in college football. Uh, Michigan State has suspended their I head thought, coach. I thought you were going to break this one down, move by move, phone no, call. No, by no, phone no, no. We won't go into much detail here. We won't go into much detail here. Uh, our sponsor may have an issue with that. But Michigan State has suspended their head coach, Mel Tucker, without pay. Uh, there has been sexual misconduct claims made against him. He's released a statement saying that it's false, it's not true. Uh, so, I mean, he's suspended. You might as well just say at the end of the season, he's going to be let go, if not before then. So Michigan State will be looking for a new head coach more than likely. This is crazy. You know, in the Big Ten, you had Northwestern with uh, with the issue that they had uh, during the summertime that got Pat Fitzgerald fired. So now another Big Ten coach. Different situation here, um, but uh, – now another Big Ten coach looks like they're going to be shown the door here soon. J-E-T-S. Jets. Austin. 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 Oh, man. Such a sad, sad situation for your New York Jets this season. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, has torn his Achilles out for the season, tore it on the fourth play 
as a New York Jet. The Jets did go on to win. They got the win over the Bills in overtime on a punt return for a touchdown, which, by the oh way, oh my god, which, by the way, just so happened to cost Austin uh, a win to start out his fantasy football season. Was looking comfortable there. The team that he was playing had the Jets defense, special teams, and that punt return for a touchdown gave them the win. Austin, for some reason, they had the Jets special teams defense, like yeah, against the Bills. I mean, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I mean, what that a, was disappointing. What a joke. First, yeah, off. You, you end up losing by like one point, two points, or something like that. Yeah. So. So you would easily had to win without the punt return for a touchdown. But the Jets rolling with Zach Wilson. So Alston, we had discussions here about our expectations for the Jets under Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson, do you think he can still get them to the playoffs this year? Is Zach Wilson going to be the starting quarterback in week three, week four? Who else are they going to go get? <laughs> Rumor is they're looking at Colin Kaepernick. Oh, they 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 made a statement today that they're not looking at him. There is a rumor though that they're looking at Washington Commanders backup Jacoby Brissett Oof. as a possibility. So man, I, I'm I'm more than happy to make that trade. I don't know. Get I don't whatever think, we can. Well, you saw how Zach Wilson played. It wasn't very impressive. No. Um. But you got Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook and Garrett Wilson to make him look make him look good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just imagine what they would have done this season with, oh, with somebody who and that defense, of which may be the best defense in the league. Oh, <sighs> man, what a disappointing start! I I wanted to hear what Mike Greenberg had to say. He's you know Greeny on ESPN is always yeah. talking about the Jets. He had to just be heartbreak, heartbreak man, for him. I'll tell you what, it's it's sad. <laughs> you saw the video where they they had the close up of of, oh. of his leg, and you oh. could just see the vibration. Oh yeah, when they was... kill his snaps. Yep. Yeah, that oh, was that was horrible looking. That was horrible looking. But you know, the question is now: people are asking whether this is the end for Aaron Rodgers. Will he be able to come back? He's thirty nine. He's not a young pup. He's thirty nine. Can he come back from this significant of an injury uh, to take a snap for the New York Jets in twenty twenty four? I there's t- I think there's two ways to look at it. Aaron Rodgers, competitor, heck of a football player, but then you look at Aaron Rodgers, the, the you know, you saw him hugging Aubrey Marcus on the sideline before the game. Aubrey Marcus, if, if people don't know, is uh, one of the founders or one of the heads of a sports kind of uh, athletic nutrition supplement line uh, mm-hmm. on it. Um, and, and a very kind of new age spiritual kind of, you mm-hmm. know, Let's go to Burning Man. Let's smoke peyote and do ayahuasca. So he and Aaron Rodgers formed, you know, what such a crazy friendship. And I see that as when, when I see that. So there's two things I look at with Aaron Rodgers: the competitor, the football player. The I want to win. I want to go out on top. And then I see that, and I see the other, you know, the worldly, you know, the the there's more to life than football. Hey, you suffered a traumatic injury you're set for life with money. Do you want to go back and risk that again? And, and 
or do you want to go enjoy your life? You want to go swim naked in the Amazon and, <laughs> and you know what I mean? Pull a Matthew McConaughey. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see there's two sides of this with, with the Aaron yeah. Rodgers and, and the way we've come to see Aaron Rodgers and know him over the past year or two with the interviews and the things he's done. Right. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's very questionable, I think. Um, and, and I haven't seen any statements by Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it could go either way. It wouldn't surprise me if he hangs up the cleats tomorrow and says, I'm done. It wouldn't surprise me if he plays, you know, another two or three years like we yeah. talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a Jets fan, but I was very intrigued just to see how good that team could be here in 2023 because they are loaded on the defensive side of the ball. We've already mentioned Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson. I mean, these are very talented uh, skill position players that he has, especially with Brees Hall, the rookie last year. Got hurt there at the end of the season, but he was having a big rookie season before the injury. Uh, and then bring over Dalvin Cook, who over the last five five seasons, if not more, has been one of the top running backs in the NFL. So uh, disappointing uh, to just not see what the Jets could have done this season, especially with, you know, a, a very talented division with the Dolphins right there in the AFC East and also the Buffalo Bills, who they were able to pull out the victory against uh, this week in Monday Night Football, getting that win in overtime. So with NFL, we're going to stay right here in the NFL. Usually we go right into college football with our podcast, but since we're already on the NFL topic we're going to go ahead and do our NFL eliminator uh, for the week. And right now, both of us, Austin and myself, both sitting at one point apiece, both of us getting the win in the first week of NFL eliminator. Austin got the win with Jacksonville. They picked up the win over the Colts, 31-21. to 21. And then my Washington Commanders got the win over the Cardinals, 20 to 16. So both 1 and 0 out the gate to start the year. So week 2 NFL eliminator. Austin, do you have your pick ready for this week? Yeah, um <laughs> you know, actually I uh I think I'm going to go right back with the Jets uh on the opposite side of things and take Dallas to beat the Jets. Whew. Dallas looked good. I mean, Dallas you know, look good. Well, I mean, the jet. I mean, the Giants did not look good. <laughs> the Giants did not look good. But I think, you know, with the loss of Aaron Rodgers, I, I just don't see them coming back in Week Two and having yeah. a miracle punt return at the end of the game to win this one. So yeah. I'm going to strike while the iron's hot here and take uh, take Dallas for no other reason than confusion and chaos. Yeah, out of the Jets organization. That's, that's a good pick. So I, I, this was actually a tough week uh, looking at all the games to make a selection that I'm confident in, but I'm going with the Detroit Lions uh, at home taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks 0-1. You know how I feel did, about Detroit. Oh, yeah. Did not – did not – the Seahawks did not look good in week one at all. And then uh, the Detroit Lions knocked off the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm rolling with the Lions at home uh, in here in week two for my NFL eliminator selection. Man, I like Dan Campbell. Nothing to everyone. If you don't like Dan Campbell, Dude, you don't like football. You don't like football. 
you don't like football if you don't like Dan Campbell. Dude, uh, <laughs> that's a good dude. All right, so let's go to the new popular segment. This is the way we're looking back at the previous week, getting over into college football here. Uh, sorry that we had to uh, to take up too much of y'all's time. The listeners that are only here for college football, uh, we're here. So let's look back at the previous week with our buy or sell segment. So Austin, once again, he doesn't know the three buy or sell options I'm or topics I'm going to give him. So we're going to start out here. Number one, Austin, buy or sell coming out of week two in college football. The Texas Longhorns are actually back. Number four currently in the AP top 25. Moved to 2-0 and after defeating the number three Alabama Crimson Tide 34-24 in Tuscaloosa. Currently only two ranked teams remain on their schedule. October 7th, number 19, Oklahoma. November 4th, number 15, Kansas State. Austin, are the Longhorns actually back? It's been said many times, but are they actually back in 2023? I buy that they're a top 10 team. I don't think they're top five. I buy that they're going to finish the season with one, maybe two losses. Hmm. I don't buy them going to the playoffs. I buy them I buy them beating Oklahoma, who's overranked at this point, I believe. Mm-hmm. Kansas State, who I don't think is going to make it long in the top 15. Yeah. But, you know, they they went in to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, which is no small feat. I'll give them that. Absolutely. They're a good ball team. But you and I also talked about the fading star of Alabama right now, right? Yeah. We we yep. knew it wasn't where people said they, you know, they, where they were going to be. I I didn't pick them um to to win a national championship or anything like that. I did think they would beat Texas, and I thought they would lose some other SEC games. So the the win did surprise me. I'll buy them for what you're selling up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think, again, I don't think they're a top five team. Top ten, sure. We'll go yeah. with that and see how which is Which is big up. for Texas. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, they're back every year, and they finish nine and three or eight and four. Right. You know, and, and I think we've discussed it in before here on the podcast in our college football preview episode. The Big 12 is a mess. There's nobody outside of Texas that has that kind of talent. Now, the question was, could Texas put it together? And it looks like here in 2023, they've put it together enough that where they could position themselves to make a run at the college football playoffs as long as they don't go Texas on it and lose two games that they shouldn't and then play themselves out of it. They should be, right now, they should be able to play put themselves in contention for the college football playoff. If not, it is a huge disappointment uh, this year in Austin for the Longhorns with, because you go on the road and you beat Alabama and you can't make the college football playoff in your Texas when everybody's been waiting for you to be back. Uh, that'd be a huge disappointing season for the Longhorns. Number two, the Pac-12 is the best conference in 2023. Currently, eight Teams in the top 25, number five, USC, number eight, Washington, number 12, Utah, number 13, Oregon, number 16, Oregon State, number 18, Colorado, number 23, Washington State, number 24, UCLA, Austin. Buy or sell, the Pac-12 is the best conference in 2023. 
It's funny you said that because I was looking at the rankings when they came out, and I was like, "What? There, that's a lot of Pac-12 teams on this thing." Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, not for me. Who called? I, what did I say uh, at the beginning of the year? You know, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. Are they the best conference collectively? Yeah, I guess they are. Right now, who who yeah. what what other conference is is stacking it's up not, against them? It's not the Big Twelve. No, it's not the Big Ten. No, with Alabama taking the loss to Texas, I don't, yeah. I don't know who you can trust in the SEC right now besides Georgia. And can you trust them? They haven't been tested yet this year. They have not been tested. So I I, I don't know. I, right now, I don't know how you can argue against the Pac-12 being the best conference. Eight teams in the top twenty-five. Yes, do we know if they're cream of the crop in the Pac-12 is as good as the cream of the crop in the SEC or the Big Ten? No, we can't answer that, but the depth of the conference is being shown. And like we said in the college football preview episode, this this is the most entertaining conference to watch this year, sadly, in this last year. <laughs> year. But I'm, I agree with you. I think you well, I don't know if it's here. sad it's in the last year. I've been saying yeah. for years. Well, it's really sad for them fun. that they're having yeah, their, best, their best year in forever. And the conference is the conference is, is going yeah. away. So, so I like that buy. I'm right there with you on that one. All right, number three, the last buy or sell. The Alabama and Clemson dynasties are over. Buy or sell. Well, I think you have to measure a dynasty in national championships. Mm-hmm. I don't measure dynasty in division championships, mm-hmm. conference, excuse me, conference championships. Yeah. I don't measure dynasties in 10 win seasons. So I would, I would buy that the Clemson and, and Alabama dynasties are over as we knew them. I don't think you see either of them win a championship this year. I don't, you know, obviously it's too early to see next year. Uh, Clemson's getting some good recruits lately. Alabama always gets them. Um, I don't see it happening this year. Hasn't happened for when's the last time Clemson won in what 2000? Clemson won in 2018, Alabama won in 2020. 2020. So, yeah, Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, yeah, and I think you said a key phrase there when you said as we know them, when you said that, because I think the dominance that Clemson and Alabama showed from 2010 to 2020 is what Georgia is on the verge of this decade. That's what they're doing this decade. So you've got Alabama and Clemson more than likely not going to make the college football playoff. That'd be three years in a row for Clemson not to make it. Alabama, I don't know if they made it in – 2021 uh but that, the last national championship game they've made i believe was 2020 right they lost it in 2021 to georgia i believe and they didn't make it last year i don't see alabama making it this year so i think what you said is right as we know them you maybe have to buy that uh because i i just don't see clemson and alabama right now with the transfer portal nil coming into play i don't know if if any team can go on the kind of run that they did from 2010 to 2020. They, they're right. still going to be conference champions here and there. They're yeah. still going to dominate uh, a division. 
you know, it's just not it's not what they were. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you there. The, the dynasties, like you said, you said the key word, the key phrase there, the dynasties as we know them or knew them uh, has come to an end. All right, so our next one. Still working on the name, Austin. Still working on the name. Haven't coming up with anything better. So we're still stuck on the lucky number seven segment uh, right here. So to take a look back at our results from last week, Austin went four and three. I went five and two. The only difference was the Texas-Alabama. I didn't think Texas would win, uh, but I didn't think Alabama would cover, and uh, Texas got the win. Uh, so I get the 5-2 and two record, the one-game edge on Austin. So now this week was a little tricky. Not too many big matchups, so maybe a couple more uh, challenging picks here uh, in week – what are we, week three already? Man, crazy. Week three already in the college football season. So let's start right here. Noon on ESPN, Austin's favorite head coach, number 14, LSU, at Mississippi State. Noon on ESPN, LSU right now, minus nine and a half. Yeah, I'll take LSU. You take LSU, no double? No, you did a lot of doubles no. last week. I last had a lot week. of doubles at one. Yep, you had a lot of doubles at uh, one. Yeah. No, uh, I I see LSU putting up putting up ten or fourteen over. Uh, yeah, I think this could be an ugly game. I think this could be an ugly game when LSU gets a touchdown late and makes it look like it was a better performance than it actually was. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think I think LSU covers that minus nine and a half. All right, next one going to Chapel Hill. The undefeated Golden Gophers of Minnesota out of the Big Ten going on the road at number 20, North Carolina, who once again, I don't know when they're going to stop scheduling App State, but once again had to go into overtime to beat App State to stay undefeated. This is a 3.30 on ESPN right now. North Carolina minus eight over the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. I got, uh, I got UNC hanging 14 on them. Yep, winning by 14. Hanging 14 points on them or winning by 14? Winning winning, (laughs) winning by 14. Yeah, I think this actually – so I think the strength of North Carolina's defense is in that front seven. So – and Minnesota just wants to run the ball. That's all they want to do is run the ball. So I think North Carolina's defense is going to be able to hold up and get that offense back on the field. And I believe that's that's the difference of the game is actually North Carolina's front seven – they're secondary, not really going to get tested in this one. So I think North Carolina, I agree with you. At home, I think they cover that and uh, get the win. I, I would probably say a couple of touchdowns on that one. All right, the next one. Man, I wish Florida Gators would start winning some games because this is a this is a game that I usually look forward to during the college football season, always one of the uh, bigger rivalry games in the SEC, the SEC East especially. The uh, number 11 Tennessee Volunteers going on the road, going into the swamp to take on the Florida Gators. That's at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Tennessee right now on the road, minus six and a half. I take Tennessee. You take Tennessee? Yeah. I went back and forth on this one. On the road, night game in the swamp. Tennessee, have they been tested? Do we really know? But something I think – Billy Napier just has a lot of work to do down there in Florida. Yeah. 
And I think now those Florida fans are starting to get impatient, even though they knew when he took the job, it was going to be a slow rebuild. Uh, I think, I just don't think Florida is going to be able to score enough points. I think that's their biggest problem. I think Tennessee is going to spread them out. Florida, not that fast on defense this year. I agree with you. I'm going with the volunteers minus six and a half on the road uh, to cover that. I still got Tennessee as being overrated right now, but. Yeah, I mean they're they're an unknown. I mean they're 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 an unknown. Next one, the undefeated Syracuse Orangemen or no, Orange, excuse me, Syracuse Orange. Orangemen. <laughs> yeah, at Purdue, seven thirty NBC. Syracuse on the road right now, minus two and a half. Austin, you going with the Boilermakers at home, Big Ten here? You going with Syracuse on the road? So I'm looking up Purdue right now. Since you don't ever give me uh, any heads up on who we're picking and everything, because I don't even know what Purdue's done this season. They're one and one. They lost to Fresno State. Yeah, and then they picked up the win <laughs> last weekend. No, no, yeah, they picked up the win last weekend over Virginia Tech. They slide Virginia, by Virginia Tech. Tech yeah, they got by Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with uh, the Clemson Killers and Syracuse here. No, yeah, I thought you'd go Purdue here, but yeah, I'm going with Syracuse. Syracuse. One of the uh, there's five teams I think in college football right now that are ranked in the top ten on in offense and defense, and Syracuse is one of those five teams. Now they haven't played anybody, uh, but I'm with you. I think Syracuse can go on the road and get a big win there. All right, next up, Pittsburgh at West Virginia, seven thirty ABC. This is this line has been moving a lot between a, just a straight up pick 'em or right now. Pitt minus one and a half at West Virginia, 7.30 ABC. Big rivalry game. Austin, what do you think happens here? Can the Mountaineers possibly save Neil Brown's job? That seat keeps getting hotter and hotter. Man, I don't think so. I mean, not that Pitt is anything outstanding this year. Mm -hmm. I just don't see West Virginia doing much. Again, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. Uh, He's – probably one of the coaches who will be gone here soon uh, mm. at the end of the season. Um, I just don't see, I just don't see West Virginia doing anything. Okay. I got pit by what was it? What was it? Minus one, one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I got pit. You got pit. All right. So Austin's going with pit. I'm going to go with West Virginia here. And it's uh, pits off to a disappointing start sitting in one and one on the year and West Virginia. I think this is a game that, Neil Brown can win, but he doesn't really get any other big wins during the season, and he ends up losing his job anyways. But I think this quiets the crowd a little bit, quiets the fan base a little bit. Night game, West Virginia, big rivalry matchup. I think West Virginia, the Mountaineers, find a way to get the win at home. Next up. This is the uh, 106th edition of the backyard brawl yeah 106 edition yeah yeah i, I think uh like i said big rivalry game so i'm excited to, to watch this one seven for about 30 minutes until the clemson game comes on but anyways there you go <laughs> yes uh byu at arkansas big 12 versus sec here uh the byu cougars 730 espn2 kick right now the razorbacks favorite at home minus eight uh, so this is a tough one. BYU has obviously had a lot of success in the past, what, four or five years? Yeah. Uh, I still don't know about Arkansas. 
Yeah. What, you know, where are they right now? Man, this is a toss up for me. I'm going to go. Oh, I'll go Arkansas. Go Arkansas. I, I, I really, you know, this is a tough one. Yeah, I think this. I went back and forth on that. I think these are two unknown teams. I I just think Arkansas, maybe a little more athletes on both sides of the ball at home. Minus eight seems like a big number, but at home, I think the Razorbacks can get it. I agree with you. I'm going with Arkansas. So the last Woo one here. Pig suey. Yeah, Woo Pig Suey. All right, the last one. Colorado State at number yes. 18, Colorado. College game day. They're only there because it's Colorado. They're because it's Deion Sanders. They're the talking town. This is not a big matchup. Yes, it's a rivalry game, but not a big rivalry game across college football. Colorado, Colorado, Clint. It is in Colorado. Colorado. Right now, the Buffaloes minus 23 for the 10 p.m. kick on ESPN. Minus 23, Austin. That's a big number. Minus 23 for the Buffaloes in Boulder. Fight Deion Sanders. Win by 30 plus. Win by 30 plus. I'm right there with you. You know, if this was like. I don't know, if this was a different coach, I would probably say he, he maybe would take it easy on Colorado State. No. But they they are trying to get the attention of everybody across they're the nation. They're trying to win, and they're trying to win flashy. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas in this game. They've been beating teams by – I mean, they beat Nebraska by more than 23 points. So I think they'll handle business at home against Colorado night game, college game day. You know the place is going to be crazy. I think Colorado easily covers the 23 and gets to win. So once again, Austin and I only disagreeing on one game. So could be the difference right there. Uh, Austin could get the tie, tie things back up or give me a two-game lead here uh, going into next week. All right. So our next one, we obviously want to talk about our Gamecocks and Tigers a little bit. You know, not not – Big games last weekend, so quick thoughts on what how your Gamecocks looked, and I'll give you my thoughts on how the Tigers looked as we roll into this week uh, with the big matchup for the Gamecocks going on the road to Athens. So, Austin, uh, actually, you know what? Let me give my quick thoughts on the Tigers uh, from last week, and then we'll get right into you touching on how they looked last week and then uh, and what your thoughts are going into this week. So, for Clemson last week, got the big win, 66-17. to over Charleston Southern. Uh, they played 117 players, uh, school record there. Uh, I don't even know how you have 117 players on the roster, but but they played. And uh, it, did, it was not a good start. Uh, Clemson was down 14-7 to at one point. They went up 21-14, to and... When they were up 21 to 14, Charleston Southern had zero first downs and zero total yards of offense. It was Cade Klubnick fumbling a snap, which Charleston Southern returned all the way down to the one yard line, got the quick, easy touchdown there. And then Cade Klubnick making a horrible decision, trying to throw the ball away across the field. Of course, it didn't get out of bounds. Charleston Southern picked it off and returned it for a touchdown. Other than that, Charleston Southern did 
nothing on offense. I think they had hit two busted plays from the Clemson defense and were able to get a field goal. Kay Klubnick settled down there in the second half. The Tigers pulled away. Uh, it was good to see Troy Stilato get on the field. He was a highly rated wide receiver out of the state of Florida two years ago. Has been injured ever since he got on campus. Uh, finally got on the field uh, this weekend. Looked good. Uh, looked physical. Uh, looked like he has some good hands. So exciting to see what he can maybe bring to those wide receivers here in the future. Florida Atlantic this weekend, 8 o'clock ACC Network. Uh, Tom Herman, the coach, not expecting a tough game. Really just looking for Clemson to clean things up on execution on the offensive side of the ball and not make any of those stupid mistakes and the turnovers that they've been making so far here in 2023. So, also I'm going to turn it over to you where the Gamecocks got the win last weekend over the Furman Paladins. Uh, so, how do they look uh, going into this weekend? Thoughts on that one, and then how do they look this weekend going into the matchup against the Bulldogs? Well, started off ugly and slow, just like Clemson, right? Both yep. Both games. Not, not pretty at the start. Um, question mark for Carolina. Obviously, the offensive line is still there. Defense not the best in the world either right now. Yep. The bright spot quarterback play. Um, Spencer Rattler had a heck of a game. Threw twenty five for twenty seven, three hundred and forty five yards and two touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Those are seven on seven numbers. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and the funny thing is, it looked like seven oh seven. You got Luke Doty over there, a wide receiver. You got another quarterback, uh, Dick um, uh, Joiner. He's lined up, running the ball, going out for passes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I heard somebody comment on that how how ridiculous that is. But in my mind, these are playmakers. These are athletes that need to be on the field. You have good quarterbacks in Carolina. If one can be a wide receiver, one can be a running back, put him out there. Yeah. You know, Luke Doty needs to play football. He needs to be on the field. He's a good, a good football player. Yeah. Um, so so I like to see it. Um, you know, again, Spencer Rattler, amazing performance. Lenore Se- Lenore Sellers gets in at quarterback as well, four for four. And two touchdowns looks amazing. Fans already want him to be fans named the are, number yeah. two. The fans are concerned with who's going to be named the number two quarterback on the Gamecocks <laughs> roster. <laughs> oh man! So you know, it, it was it was not the best game in the world. Carolina ends up you know putting up twenty points in the second quarter and another twenty uh, in the second half. Wins forty seven to twenty one. Not the best performance against Furman. Uh, it doesn't bode well for us next week against – or this week against Georgia. So, you know, glad to yeah, see us get a win, get a little bit of momentum going into playing against A little Georgia. bit of momentum, just for a short period. Right now, yeah. the Georgia Bulldogs favored 27 and a half over your South Carolina Gamecocks. I'll take Carolina on that, mm-hmm. but I don't know – it may be closer to 24 or 23. Um, it's, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I would say I would, if I'm I was not betting excited, that, I'm not excited for this game. That's a, that's a lot of points. Cause South Carolina, I think we'll be able to hit some big plays. Now the question is, can they stop Georgia? And 
can they protect Rattler enough to keep up with Georgia? I, I just don't I think, don't gonna be think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to. And I think that's that's where Georgia's going to be able to pull away to get maybe a 21 to 24 point victory late. You know, maybe a 14 point game throughout. Uh, but then late in the game, Georgia stretches it out to, you know, three touchdown uh, victory or, or maybe a little bit, a little bit more. So, yeah, so not. Uh, not a lot. That is as a three. Is that what? What is that kickoff? That is a uh, three thirty kickoff on CBS. Uh, so getting a CBS SEC game here. Uh, so we'll be in. Yeah, and so you can uh, check that one out at three thirty. At uh, we haven't even mentioned our sponsor so far this episode. Uh, we've got it scrolling across. We're trying out some new technology here. Drop in Zoom, and we've moved over to a different platform. Uh, to test out a recording session. has got the Hurricane Sports Cafe mentioned here uh, across the ticker at the bottom here. But obviously, this Saturday, if you're wanting some good food, watch some good college football, watch Clemson, South Carolina, those games, you can watch those at Hurricane Sports Cafe down in Hampton, South Carolina. So be sure to go check them out. If you're if you're cruising around in the low country and you're looking for good food and and some good college football, go check them out. All right, so that leaves us with our final segment of the night, the fan favorite college football team draft. Here are your current rosters. Austin, number one, Georgia, number three, Florida State, and number six, Ohio State. I have number two, Michigan, number five, USC, and number 10, Alabama. Austin, it is your turn to go first. So I'm assuming you're going to stick to your word and drop Ohio State. So who will you be picking up this week? Yeah, obviously going to drop Ohio State when I have Georgia and Mm -hmm. FSU. I'm pulling up the, the latest rankings right now just to get a little clear picture mm-hmm. um so you know it, it's kind of what we're doing only two of us is we kind of go back and forth and just kind of get the top top six teams for the most part uh and it's not going to change now i'm going to drop ohio state and pick up the uh, overranked and overhyped Texas Longhorns at number four. Yeah, yeah, that's the no no surprise there. That, that was a good good decision. Maybe in a little bit of a predicament uh, next week, unless your Gamecocks pull out the win. I think you'll gladly drop number <laughs> one Georgia if your Gamecocks can pull out the win. So that gives Austin a roster of number one Georgia, number three Florida State, number four Texas. Uh, Texas defeating Alabama last week. So that uh, allows me to drop number 10, Alabama, and I will pick up the number seven Nittany Lions of Penn State uh, to to become my third team. So once again, Michigan, USC, Penn State for me, and then Austin, Georgia, Florida State, and Texas. So that is a wrap on our college football uh, segments here on the podcast of Austin. Anything else that we need to cover before we get out of here uh, on the Walk On Water Boys podcast? Not much. Just things are heating up, man. This is a good time for sports. We got the, oh, yeah. the end of the end of the MLB regular season. 
College football's getting into it. NFL's kicking off. Uh, Rugby World Cup. Fantasy football. Fantasy football. Rugby World Cup's going on right now. Football. Fantasy team 1-0. Dominant performance in week one. Yeah, Yeah, well, I think it's rigged for (laughs) Anyway, anyway, (laughs) anyway. I lose on a freaking punt return (laughs) touchdown at the end of the game. What a joke. He's ru- I was so happy about sports. He's ruined it, Clint. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Oh, wow. All right. So, again, that is it for here, us, here for us on the, the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Uh, sponsored by Hurricane Sports Cafe in Hampton, South Carolina. For Austin, I am Clint, and we hope you join us next week.